0: The Racist History of the Songwriters Hall of Fame Not long ago, I read an article that called for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to address its gender and racial imbalances. I couldn't find any article in which the Songwriters Hall of Fame was asked to address its gender and racial imbalance and found none. So I decided to write my own. Now, if you look at the writers, the Songwriters Hall of Fame has chosen to honor this year And the past few years, you might think that I should not be calling the Songwriters Hall of Fame racist or sexist. After all, this year's list of only seven inductees included two black male writers, one black female writer, and the first Latina ever. Pretty inclusive. But I'm not criticizing this Hall of Fame for their most recent choices, but for the long history they have of ignoring incredible black writers while honoring much less talented white songwriters. And by creating an organization that for so long has ignored this nation's most successful songwriters because they were black and or female, well that perpetrates the idea that non-white songwriters had little to contribute. Just one more example of the erasing black history. So let's go back to 1970, the first year the Songwriters Hall of Fame inducted a group of honorees. It was a huge group, 120 songwriters, in which 110 of them were white males. There were only seven black males and three white females. One of those three women didn't even qualify as a songwriter. She wrote a poem, and someone she never met, without her knowledge, put that poem to music. That makes her a poet, not a songwriter, for the definition of a songwriter is one who intentionally writes words to go with music, or music to go with words. Another female, inducted in 1970, wrote a poem to which she then put those words to the tune of a popular song. That does make her a songwriter, a writer of the lyrics of just one song. The third wrote lyrics for Broadway shows. But look who they ignored, a black woman who wrote both lyrics and music for many of her songs, Jessie Mae Robinson. In the 1940s and 50s, many top artists recorded Jessie Mae Robinson songs. Dinah Washington, Elvis Presley, Patti Page, Sarah Vaughan, Louis Jordan, Demita Joe, Joe Stafford, and B.B. King. Those are just some of the artists that recorded her songs. Sadly, to this day, Jessie Mae Robinson has not been inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Then there's Rosemarie McCoy, the black female who probably most deserves to be recognized by the Songwriters Hall of Fame with a song catalog that contains nearly 1,000 songs, 857 found in her BMI catalog alone. She certainly was not only one of the most prolific writers, male or female, she was also one of the most diverse. Artists who recorded Rosemary McCoy's songs have been inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame, the Jazz Hall of Fame, the Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Country Music Hall of Fame, Gospel Hall of Fame, and even a comedian in the Comedy Hall of Fame recorded a Rosemary McCoy song. But there's been no recognition of her from the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Then there's Charlie Singleton who also wrote nearly 1,000 songs two of which made it into BMI's list of the top 100 songs of the 20th century. That puts Charlie Singleton in the same category as the white writers who have had two songs in the list. The other songwriters who had two songs in BMI's list were Paul Simon, Paul McCartney, John Lennon, Jerry Lieber, Mike Stoller, and Cynthia Weil. All of those white writers have been inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Though both Rosemary McCoy and Charlie Singleton wrote for so many top recording artists and were probably two of the most prolific and most versatile songwriters of the 20th century, they are basically unknown to the general public. I can think of just a few reasons why this is so. First, without any one music company, like Motown or Alden Music, to promote their songs or their legacies. They shop their songs around themselves. And had no one entity to have a great interest in promoting their catalogs or their legacies. No one company has been interested in buying tables of tickets to support the Songwriters Hall of Fame, ticket prices which start at $2,000 apiece. Also, Rose and Charlie were not well known recording artists, and in the 1980s and 90s, the Songwriters Hall of Fame started inducting songwriters who were also well known singers, like Buddy Holly and Peggy Lee. Though some of these singer-songwriters had very successful recording careers, their legacies as songwriters paled in the light of so many other songwriters. But well-known artists draw attention and help sell high-priced tickets. That was probably the reason the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted Dolly Parton in 2022. Though to her credit, Dolly at first declined the offer, saying she would be happy to accept the nomination, As soon as she recorded her first rock and roll album, she was inducted anyway. Think of how many more high-priced tickets they sold because Dolly Parton would appear. Inducting well-known singers may be a good business decision, but it somewhat diminishes the honor of the award and the institution's integrity. So if the Songwriters Hall of Fame is not interested in correcting its past by adding some of the songwriters they forgot to induct in the past years, maybe they would at least change their name to something more accurate. Something like the S and SWSWS Hall of Fame. Songwriters and singers who sometimes write songs, Hall of Fame. Kind of catchy, isn't it? So if you have the time and the inclination I'm sure they would love to know how you feel about their racist and sexist past.